Don't you know? Don't you know? Good afternoon, everybody. 5.45 p.m. Beautiful day out. I've been doing some swimming, that's for sure. I am Frank the Tank. we got a great episode. Hopefully a good episode, but I do have a good feeling about this one. Um, we got a, Sports are starting to kind of die down a little bit here. Uh, basketball uh, champions have been crowned. Colorado Avalanche have become the uh, Stanley Cup champions. Uh, we did a show about that. Football's around the corner, college and pro. So not not, not too much action right now. Um, Philly's baseball is on upstairs. So obviously you can see from behind me, from Philadelphia. Um, and then we have a, a biggie, which we're going to really spend some time talking about with a special guest. Uh, the UFC card tonight. Um, with uh, This is going to be really good. I'm really excited about this one. Adesanya putting his belt on. And then you have Max Holloway. Uh, Great fighter, great, great, great former champion, and we're going to see what he can do, and maybe he can become champion again. But we have a special guest with us. We're going to be, get ready to bring him in. He's the host of the the Bakken Show on YouTube, so make sure you give that a follow. The Bakken Show on YouTube. Chris Bakken's the one, the only, the MMA king, as they like to call him. And we're going to get him in here right now. Chris, my man, look at the it's, it's Nick. It's Nick. My name's Nick. You know what? <laughs> I was saying Chris to myself. I just got so nervous. I never I it's so been so long since I've been in, in the presence of a celebrity like yourself. Ah man, I appreciate it. Uh <laughs> yeah, my name is Nick Bodkins. You can follow the uh Bodkins show on YouTube. Uh the Bodkins show on YouTube. Um, you know, make sure you subscribe. Uh we're actually doing a giveaway. Uh we just did our UFC pre-show uh this morning. Uh, UFC pre-show of 270, UFC 276. So uh, you can catch out uh, all our stuff there. Um, I'm on Twitter as well, Bodkins underscore Nick. So make sure you uh, follow me on Twitter. I'll be probably tweeting a little bit on the, you know, live here on this card. Uh, but you'll be able to check me out on the Bodkins show. We do, uh, we talk UFC every pre, every pay-per-view. We do a pre-show and a post-show. Um, and then we also do uh, talk sports every, you know, I have a weekly wrap-up. It's just for, uh, that comes out every Wednesday morning right now, just to catch you all up on sports, uh, where we talk every little bit of sports, all the national news. Uh, you know, we do a little NBA, NFL, just a little bit of everything. And then Sunday nights, we always bring a guest on and we just kind of talk and chit chat, uh, you know, what's going on in the world, uh, their world and everything else. I like that 100%. You never know. Maybe I might be able to uh, get the opportunity to join that show for, uh, for a little wrap up. I love talking some sports, especially but things start to slow down. It's always good to talk some stuff. So, yeah, you obviously got to get to get to get, to get a little bit of your, uh, your your content out there, and I'm looking forward to that. I also see uh, well, Reggie White jersey back there. Yeah, Reggie White was originally drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's a uh, original uh, Reggie. That's a Green Bay Packers jersey. I'm a big Packers fan. Uh, that's actually the very first jersey I ever owned. My mom bought it for me when I was like in the fifth grade. So uh, I still I don't wear it anymore, but uh, it looks like it was worn because I wore it so much as a kid. So I just uh, I like to hang that one up. It's a, uh, one of the many jerseys I own, but I like to always uh, show support for the prime minister of defense. That's a solid jersey. He's a solid one of the best to do it. You know, even here in Philadelphia and in Green Bay, I will say his best years were in Green Bay. Um, are you are you are you out in Wisconsin or are you? No, I'm a I'm a uh, small town kid from small town uh, in Missouri is where I'm uh, from. But uh, I don't represent anything from Missouri. Uh, you see, I got the Cubs hat on. Uh, I rock the Cubs, the Packers, and football. But uh, I follow all types of sports. 
Uh, you know, UFC, I'm not, you know, I actually really dug deep into the UFC during COVID. Uh, it seemed like that was like the only sport going on. So I just dug a deep dive into it. Uh, I went back and I was always kind of a casual fan. Um, but then like these last like two and a half years, I'm on every pay-per-view, every fright night Saturday. And then I've gone back and watched, you know, years of uh, the like several years. And just, you know, I'll go back and watch the guys who are fighting the last two, three fights uh, to continue to gain that knowledge. It's just something that I don't know what it was. It just clicked for me these last like two and a half, three years. Uh, but I've gone back and watched a lot of UFC. Uh, you know, it's all on ESPN anymore. Yeah. So uh, I just was able to jump into it, just a deep dive. An incredible sport. Um, and it's always good to see a good fan. I did uh, I tried to do uh, Brazilian Muay Thai and Crab for about three years. Um, and that was very incredible. I got to meet a lot of good people. And eventually, like the last couple of years, just to like, talk a little bit of background before we dive into it, I think we've seen some of the best fights. And I think my favorite fight, um, I'll tell you, the, the, the Poirier Holloway uh, matchup was actually probably one of my favorites. Those were two guys with heavy hands. I mean, obviously, Dustin's got some heavy hands. And then you obviously know, you know what they say about Holloway, the damage. You've, I mean, you've heard it in the press conference the last couple of days. But those two men. They could slug them. Um, and I'm actually a big Dustin Poirier fan. People give him a lot of shit, but, you know, it's a shame that he, how he went down and lost. Um, and I'll tell you, another – I mean, Olivier uh, – I might have pronounced his last name wrong. Charles, Charles Oliveira. Oliveira, thank you. Yeah. Very underrated. Very oh, yeah, 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 very. Uh, very underrated, and he's taken some damage. Every one of his fights, he's been – in trouble. I mean, uh, every one of his championship fights, he's been in trouble, but he's managed to somehow escape. And it's like either they jump in or he just catches guys like a snake. You see him, you try to try to kill him, but somehow he slithers behind you and then chokes you out. I mean, uh, that's he's going up some of the best. I mean, Gaethje, incredible. I'm um, Poirier, like that whole he's. Like who's next for him? I mean, maybe we could dive into that a little bit later on. But realistically, last couple of years have had we've seen some incredible, incredible fights. And I'll actually ask you before we dive into it: Can you think of one off the top of your head that really sticks out to you? Like one of your best fights, favorite fights that you've gotten to see? And you know, what about it? Was it? Man, there's so many, uh, so many, so many. The the one that kind of sticks out just recently, I mean, that I just looked forward to and that I lived up to the billing was the Gaethje Chandler fight. Uh, I mean, that was an absolute war for three rounds. Both guys just murdering each other, um, and neither one would go down. I mean, Mike Chandler, he's a he's actually from Missouri. Uh, from another, he's from a small town Missouri kid too. So I always, I've always liked Mike Chandler. Even when he was at Bellator, like I was a, kind of a casual there and just really followed his career. Uh, I, you know, love Mike Chandler. So that was, I mean, and I love Justin Gaethje. Justin Gaethje, like everybody says, is uh, your fighter's favorite fighter. Yeah, that card was incredible. I think was that the was that the Covington. Uh, yeah, that was the MSG card. So that was just the last in November. That was uh, you had. Uh, Chandler and um, Chandler and Gaethje on that card. Then you had that opened up the card. <laughs> that, opened, huh? that opened up the pay per view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you had Rose. You had Rose and uh, Whaley on that card. Uh, the second one. Then you had then you had Usman and Covington on that card. Covington fight, which was incredible. That was always a really good battle. Um, like he just couldn't get to Usman. I mean, but. 
you know, it was, it was probably Usman's biggest challenge. Usman's an incredible fighter. I mean, he's their longest. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. I mean, he's uh, pound for pound king right now. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of pound for pound king, you know, we got the king of UFC right here, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Mr. <laughs> Let's dive into some fights. What do you think? All right, brother. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, first one we have on the bat on the card. Good stuff. Um, and and you know, these spreads are from FanDuel.com. We always make sure we give the creds. Arai Hall. Andre Muniz, you obviously can see the difference here. Big, big favorite here. Um, I'm not really going to be too sh- jumping in and say I know too, too much about this one, so I would definitely get your take on it. Well, Muniz is relatively new. This is his big prime spot. Uh, he's only had about three fights in the UFC, uh, four counting the contender series. All wins. Uh, this is his time to shine. Uriah Hall is ranked about, I think, not number 10 or so in that uh, middleweight division. He's beat, you know, guys like Anderson Silva and a few other guys. Uriah Hall's been around a long time. Uh, you, Everybody probably knows Uriah Hall from that knockout uh, when he was on, um, uh, what's the reality? Tough. He had like, you know, that was kind of his welcoming moment. One of the, still one of the sickest knockouts you'll ever see on Tough. But Uriah Hall's been around. He's fought a who's who. Uh, but Andre Munez is a guy that they're trying to build. Uh, there's, it's a guy that, uh, much like this, uh, we'll get into a little bit later, Alex Pihera, a guy that just hasn't had uh, a lot of fights in the UFC, but has been around and fought some guys. Andre Munez is a younger guy, and he's a killer, and that's why you see the uh, minus 340. That's a pretty big um, betting favorite. You know, uh, not quite as big as we'll see on some of these other cards, but uh, you know, Munez is, I like Munez in this fight. Uriah Hall's been around him, but I mean, only four or five fights for Munez in the UFC, but sometimes I like the veterans just because they can draw from experience, yeah. but I just think Uriah Hall doesn't, he's not quite the banger he once was. Yeah, he's been in some battles. Sometimes with the experience, it, it, it does help. And we have another guy on a, on a car later on with some experience who we'll dive into, just like, you know, can't seem to, you know, incredible fighter too. Uh, a little Facebook user comment, Frank the Tank, this Facebook user thing. You got to allow StreamYard to have access. Let me know who you are. I want to give you a shout out, but thanks for jumping in anyway. Uh, so this next fight, I mean, this is a, a desperation fight if you ask me. You know, we have Jessica I plus 225 Macy Barber. Now, Jessica I uh, desperately needs a win. She's lost four of her last five on a three-fight skid. You know, and she got her head kicked into by, by the Jupiter by Valentina. And who's in 19, like I mean, Valentina, I mean, what more can I say? I mean, Valentina's on another level. I mean, another, level. She went, another, oh, another oh, level. I got paid a couple extra shekels for taking that one because Valentina's just unreal. She is a monster. Um, you know, Macy Barber's just 10 and 2. She's getting back on track. But, you know, and if they're not, and she knocked out three, three opponents. I mean, Macy Barber, I have this one. I mean, it's tough because sometimes when you're hungry and you need that win, it, it, it may come out and it's a fighter's chance, but I think I got Macy Barber with, with the minus 290, and I actually see that spread probably jumping up even more. Yeah, I'm you're right on the money there, Frank. Uh, it is Macy Barber, she is an absolute monster. Uh, she's she's kind of getting billed to be that next, you know, uh, women's contender. She she knocks out Jessica I right here, she's probably a fighter two away. Uh, from becoming the champion, or at least fighting for the title. You know, she's probably two wins away. She knocks out Jessica I here, which I think she probably will. Uh, you know, Jessica I, like you said, is still searching for her life after Val- what Valentina did to her. So I like Macy Barber's here as well. Yeah, I mean, and it comes to a point where, and we definitely relative with this next fight, 
you know, when you lose that much and it's like, you if you lose again, like, what do you do? And to even um, compare it, I mean, with one of the best, like when Ronda Rousey had lost against home, she, she never came back. She was just never able to get it back because then she fought Nunez and Nunez absolutely just torched, torched yeah. her. And you want to want to catch Ronda Rousey? You can catch her tonight on uh, WWE Money uh, Money in the Bank. You know that's where you can catch Ronda Rousey. You know uh, she, she she's uh, nowhere near nowhere near an octagon anytime soon. It's crazy because you know she was. I mean she's she's top tier. She's Hall of Fame, obviously top tier fighter. Um, get you once she got you locked down. I mean that, that was that was pretty much it. But, but I mean. To, to Rhonda, I mean, yeah, Rhonda is a great, and she she's, you know, you put her probably on the women's, uh, you know, Mount Rushmore as far as, you know, obviously very easily. But the sport has evolved, you know what I mean? These women have evolved. Rhonda Rousey was beating up people that, you know, are not the Macy Barbers that, you know, Valentina or Nunez have fought, you know, Juliana Pena. Like, those girls are some killers. Uh, and I'm not saying that, you know, Ronda had easy routes here, but I'm just saying the game has evolved much, you know, much like UFC one is not the same as UFC where we're at now, UFC 275 here or 276 like that. Those fighters have evolved and are better than what they were. And that's the same with women. Ronda Rousey helped kick down the doors, but these women have now kicked down the doors and stomped over Ronda Rousey for opening it up. Couldn't have said that any better. And, um, yeah, Ronda was just, you know, it's it's different. And even girls like Cyborg, like, you know, that would just stand there and take a beating. I mean, you saw what Amanda did to her. I mean, that was another one. And Cyborg would just stand there. You could look at her face. I mean, she looks like she would just stand there. I'm excited to see her rematch because I don't know anybody that could take her twice in a row. I mean. Juliana Pena did, I, I think, you know, I mean, uh, I, I like Pena in the next fight almost. I just think that Nunez – it's hard to wait the old Marvin Hagler term. It's hard to wake up, uh, you know, when in fight when you're waking up in satin sheets or something, you know. Uh, and I think that's what's happening to Amanda Nunez. She's not that killer that we once saw once before. Uh, she's a mom now. She's a family person. She she left uh, American Top Team, which you know, and got you know after she lost to Pena. I think all that stuff is going to be there. Pena is, is kept, you know, doing what she's supposed to be doing. Uh, you know, and is now broken through and is not, I don't think this is a, um, you know, GSP, Mike, Michael Sierra, you know, uh, our, you know, type, type thing. I think, I think uh, Juliana Payne is here to stay. She made it ugly and could do it again. She's not going to back down from Amanda. No way. She, and she's going in with all the confidence. Now, I still think that Payne would probably be a slight underdog here just because very close, very close, probably one of the closest you'll ever see. Um, Really going to be a really good one. I'm actually really looking forward to that. Yeah, that's actually at the end of this month. That the, uh, that fight is. You're probably. I think Payne will be the underdog going in uh, into the fight. I don't know what the odds are. They probably already have it made, but I, I would. But, uh, I can only imagine it. It'll be it'll be close. I mean, they're they're, they're close. It's a good rematch. Look the way the first one uh, happened, but it's going to be a good one. I'm sure we'll be talking, and if not, then we'll be sure everybody go check out the uh, the YouTube channel because there's going to have a lot of good stuff coming up for that. I'm sure. Oh, definitely. Yep. hundred percent. All right, my friend, this one, Donald Cerrone plus 160 versus Jim Miller. Now with this one, I mean, who doesn't love the Cowboy? Realistically, it's um, for the, the ambassador of the sport. You know, he's he's really known for taking short fights just to, just to get out there and fight. He's a brawler. Like that's, this is what he does. He is a, 
an ambassador of the sport and he represents the sport better. No, there's no better. You know, he, he does, does his thing. He doesn't really talk a lot of shit, but he gets up there and he handles business. Um, I'm really an easy guy to like, but he's getting up there and he hasn't really had some success of, of late. I mean, you saw obviously he fought Connor when Connor made his return. That fight was over like that. You kind of expect that to happen. Uh, you always throw any of the props, but when this props end, and realistically, the big question with this fight is not really a prediction, but if Dallas already loses, is at the end of the Cowboy. So I don't think so. Cerrone says he's got two fights and he's retiring. Uh, you know, so I think he said 50. And I think they said they he's got this is his 48th fight, so he's got two more, and then he's going to be done. Which I think the UFC will give it to him. Uh, this is a this is a prime spot for Cowboy because it's a short notice fight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, Joe, Cowboy was supposed to fight twice. He's supposed to fight Joe, Joe Luzon on the last pay-per-view card. Uh, Cowboy pulls out. Joe talks a bunch of shit. Then they are supposed to fight uh, last, like two weeks ago in Austin, Texas, on the fight night card. They're in the co-main. Uh, <laughs> then Joe pulls out, and now uh, so Donald's been in you know fight mode and camp ready. Now he's got old man Jim Miller. This is the thing. It, Cowboy's been losing to some young bucks and young guns here. Uh, he gets to fight Jim Miller, who's been around. Jim Miller wants to go to UFC 300. Jim Miller's one of the few guys that's been on UFC 100, 200, and he says he's going to retire when they get when he's on the card for 300. Uh, so, I I actually picked uh, the Cowboy as my dog of the night. Uh, so, as as we do on the Bodkin Show, lock it in, folks. Lock it in. The Cowboy hammering it home. He's my dog of the week. My dog of the night is uh, the Cowboy here. Uh, so lock it in. This is a prime spot for him. He's been around. Short notice fight for him. Uh, he's been ready. He's ready to fight. I like Jim Miller, but uh, I like the Cowboy to get this one done here. This is ca- this is prime Cowboy real estate. As we like to say here on the Francis Tank Show, the Bach is bringing the hot takes and cup aches. Good stuff. I mean, I want to see him win. I mean, how do you not want to see him win? It's going to be a good one. I'm really enjoying this so far. Now, obviously, the Cerrone fight's over. We're now transi- tra- making the transition over to the big boys. And we got the card starting. The pay-per-view the before we start, the, can we talk about something just real quick? How is the early prelims? We previewed some of the early prelims. The early prelims are better than some of the prelims I've seen on some other cards. I mean, this card is absolutely stacked from top to bottom. And we lost a fight on this card. Why don't you touch on that one? Because that was actually a pretty supreme supreme fight. I was actually really looking forward to that one. Um, uh, who was it? Uh, Misha Tate and Lauren Murphy. Uh, it was Misha Tate's debut at uh, featherweight or flat. Uh, is she? Yeah, featherweight because um, she wasn't. She was a bantamweight champ, and now she she's trying to. She thinks that she can fight Valentina if she can beat Lauren Murphy. So. Uh, I think that that could happen, but that fight's now been rescheduled to uh, later on. Uh, it's, they're going to be fighting. Uh, it's going to be um, on the uh, Long Island card, so not too far from you. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not too far from me, actually. I have to actually go out to uh, Brooklyn not long. Uh, so maybe you never know. There we go. Robbie Lawler and, and uh, the old B-Bay. Um, I kind of stayed away from the spreads on this one because I kind of want to focus more on the main card. I, I, Robbie Lawler is one of those guys too, man. I mean, he, he's he's been doing it for a little bit. Um, this is a good way to kick off the PPV for sure. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Brian for people that don't know? Obviously, a lot of people know Robbie. Robbie Lawler, he's been around for a little bit. 
Um, you know, he just, you know, he had a fight not long ago. He fought Nick, didn't he? He fought Nick, Nick, Nick Diaz. Yeah, so the last time we saw Robbie Lawler was uh, him and Nick Diaz looked like two drunk uncles at the uh, family reunion barbecue. Uh, so, so, I mean, he made – and then he, then, he, then he tries to say Nick Diaz got him excited to fight again. Yeah, if I beat up my drunk uncle at the barbecue, I'd feel like I was the world champ too again. The difference is, Rob, this ain't the Robbie Lawler that was the welterweight champion. Uh, Robbie Lawler's lost his last six fights outside of the Nick Diaz fight. I mean, the last win he had uh, was way back in 2016 that was of any outside of the Nick Diaz fight. Uh, Robbie's been in some battles. He takes damages. Brian uh, Barbarina here, he – He's not real. He's not really known either. He's just a guy that's up, down, up, down. He's has won his last two fights, uh, but this is his biggest fight because guess what? When you get to fight Robbie Lawler, former champ, this is like your your title. Uh, Brian's on the pay per view. He gets the lights are going to be brighter here. I like Brian Barbarina in this fight just because Robbie's so old and he's taken so many hits and beatings. And I love Robbie Lawler. I mean, he's been around and we've seen his face all busted up and he's still going out there and you're rooting for him. But because of all those injuries and all those battles and all that, it's taken a toll on the man. Uh, you know, he's not going to be able to, he punched Nick Diaz in the face and broke his nose. And Nick Diaz was like, yeah, hey, I don't really want to fucking be here. So, uh, I, I mean, that's just the truth. Ryan, he punches Brian Barberina in the face. Brian's like, okay, let's go. Uh, he's not going to quit anytime soon. The hunger's a little bit more uh, there. So I guess the next question to ask, you know, if, if, when this fight's said and done, win or lose or draw for Robbie Lawler, is he going to hang it up? He should, but I mean, I don't, I can't, I mean, if I'm, if, if I'm Robbie Lawler's manager, if I'm the UFC, if I'm Robbie Lawler's friend, I'm telling him, Robbie, it's been great. It's been fun. You were the champ at one time. You're going to go to the UFC Hall of Fame. It's time to hang it up. But, you know, Father Time has uh, caught up with him. It's time to go do something different, Robbie. Uh, you know, coach in a gym, do something great, you know, be on TV. Uh, but, to, he, I mean, he should have. He should have hung it up about three fights ago, really. Yeah, I mean, these guys, and, and I'm all about, like, you know, the respect and, and, and keep going. Like, if GSP wouldn't said, I want to come back and fight somebody, realistically, they probably would let him. A little bit different of a fighter, but, you know, they give their respects to the older guys. I mean, Robbie's got to, you know, maybe start doing the Uber or something. You know, there's other things like <laughs> that, Robbie. Uh, this next fight is going to be exciting because, obviously, who's involved? Very exciting guy, up and coming, big time name. Uh, this is now we're starting to really transition to some killer fights. And that's um, Sugar Sean O'Malley, Pedro Munez. Sean is very interesting. Very interesting. Damn good fighter, though. So he's one of those guys that, you know, talks to Shay, he's good, bastard, but the dude can swing him. Sean O'Malley was, was minus 500 in this fight. I remember that one because of the large number. I mean, are, are we just going to both say that Sean O'Malley has got this one, or do you think that maybe a little trickster might be up uh, Pedro's sleeve? So this is Sean's biggest, toughest challenge outside of uh, Cheeto Vera. And at that time, we didn't know Cheeto Vera was going to ascend as, as much as he's ascended to the top five or so of the Bantamweight division. Uh, but, I mean, he got hurt in that fight, Sean did. and he just, and then But he's come back and he's just answered everything. The guy can just, I mean, he keeps people at a distance because he's about six foot and he's lanky. Uh, you know, it's hard to get inside with him. I, I like the Sugar Show. Uh, Sugar can promote himself well. Uh, he's a guy that the UFC is behind because he can promote himself well. He's especially young and popular with these young 20-year-old kids who TikTok and do all this weird shit that I don't understand. But uh, 
watch UFC and then they're all UFC fighters. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. You know, he's uh, a happy dad, which uh, the Nelk boys, I don't even know what they, how they're rich and famous, uh, what they really do, full send and all that. Uh, they're behind him. So I, I like the Sugar Show. I, I've been a fan of his. I mean, he's just he he knocks people out. And it was funny because uh, he called Pedro uh, prelim Pedro, and this fight was supposed to be on the prelims. And Pedro's, <laughs> but now it got bumped due to the due to the Macy Barber or the uh, yeah the other fight getting pulled. Uh, they they've now bumped this fight to the pay per view. So it's just funny, but uh, I like the Sugar Show. I mean, it would be this is his toughest challenge, but Pedro's on the back end, and don't don't get me wrong, Pedro's fought a who's who. I mean, he's fought he's lost the guys of the who's who. So he's lost to uh, Aljamain Sterling, the champion. He's lost to uh, Dominic Cruz. Has lost to Jose Aldo. Does have a win oh, uh, over Cody Garbrandt, but in this day and age, who doesn't have a win over Cody Garbrandt? I think Cody Garbrandt. whooped last time he was in the octagon um, on on that card, and he and he was you know he's one of the Hands down, probably one of the best, especially for for his time for his division. But you know, he, he's one other one. You, you start seeing like some of these guys that that, that are oh, maybe they got one more fight, two more fights, and then it's like, no man, you got to hang it up because they get lights out. Look at and look at I mean, look at Pacquiao that one that one knockout that he took, man. He, people thought he was dead, and you know, obviously he went back into being the ambassador of uh where he's um. Once the chin goes, it's hard to, for it to recover. Realistically, one hundred percent couldn't have said that any better. Now, this one's going to be exciting. A um, lot riding on Alex Pereira, Sean Strickland. Now, these guys got some streaks coming in here. Um, they're both winning some fights. This is going to be exciting. This is going to say a lot. Um, you know, what do you think about this one? Because I know you mentioned a little bit earlier. I definitely want to get your take on this one because this one's going to be, you know, this is leading now right to the biggies. What do you think? Yeah, so this is a this is a pick 'em fight, is what this. I mean, the odds had it pretty much dead even. One ten, one ten. Yep. Yeah, dead even on the odds here. Uh, so Alex Pierre, big scary Brazilian, is what Sean Strickland likes to call him. He is a big scary Brazilian. He's got knockout power. Uh, Alex Pierre is he's unranked right now, but the, he's fought. Let, you know, he hasn't fought anybody in the UFC. There's no you can't give me a name who he's fought because nobody knows. But he's two and zero in the UFC. I think you guys called actually. I think I actually saw you guys. Yeah, yeah, it was me and you, me and him. Uh, uh, before before they had TVs. <laughs> but the reason he's getting this prime spot, this is a number one contender fight for the middleweight championship. Uh, number one, unless we'll get into, but unless other things happen. But for the most part, this is a number one contender fight. Uh, and the reason is because Alex has knocked out Izzy twice in kickboxing. Not so much in the UFC. He's only had five fights in the octagon, folks. Uh, where Sean Strickland has fought a who's who. He hasn't lost since he's went moved up to middleweight. Uh, just coming off a pretty good win against Jack Hermanson, which, I mean, Jack Hermanson is a guy who can take you down and wrestle. Uh, but Sean was able to get up and just kept jabbing him to death. Uh, I love crazy Sean Strickland. I mean, this guy is insane. I want to see him and Izzy fight. Not just so much the octagon, but, I mean, their press conference will be absolutely insane because Sean will say some crazy things, just as he did this week, uh, that'll have me rolling. Uh, he's he's just a wild – I call him crazy Sean Strickland. That's I mean, that's not his nickname, but that's his nickname for me. It's officially his nickname for the man himself. Lock it in, get a little hammer. <laughs> We're hammering it. We're hammering Sean Strick, crazy Sean Strickland. That's his name. I'm with it. You know, he's just been the craziest, craziest out to get this big W because both these guys got a lot riding on it. 
and we finally reached man the lights are dimming uh, buffers out there it's time and now we got our first time effects alexander max holloway the titles of the line now a lot you can say about these two um they've seen each other before i love i, I love max man his fights are exciting he takes it he gives it uh, he's just i mean he this is what a damn good card can we just say that right off the bat gotta thank you by the way for coming on with me um we're gonna give you more 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 bugs more good stuff this card is getting me pretty pumped up already and we're already at 613 so we got some prelims already happening this is gonna be a dozy these next two so let's dive into it what do you think does the champ keep the belt does max holloway finally get some gold on his on his on his wrist there with this what are you thinking here so they they fought almost uh it's been right. the first time they fought this is the second third time they fought the first time they fought was about three almost four years ago i think at 2019 or so fights in, in four years with the same guy is not is pretty that's that's different yeah man. I mean, that's it, it's it's unprecedented. It's unprecedented that one guy is two and zero against a guy, and the other guy gets a third crack. Now, here, here's here's what I'll say: Volk easily won the first matchup. The second matchup, maybe I was too drunk the night of the second matchup when it was on Fight Island. I couldn't tell you who won that fight, but then I've rewatched it again, and you could argue back and forth on who won that second fight. Uh, Max has done his job. He's uh, been the gatekeeper, knocked out. You know, it's one two and zero. Uh, Alex Volkanovsky was close uh, against Ortega, but was able to, you know, somehow get out of those holes and beat Ortega. Uh, made Korean Zombie just look very easy. Yeah, he's crazy too, man. That's, that's a tough son of a bitch right there, and you make him look easy because he's like, yeah, here, here's the thing: Alex Volkanovsky has improved leaps and bounds since their first fight. He's improved since their second fight. Max Holloway is and always will be Max Holloway. He has not evolved as the fighter. Where I feel like Alex Vander Volkanovsky has uh, evolved and is continuing to grow his game. Alex Volkanovsky's got bigger horizons. Uh, he's he's looking at Max. He thinks he can beat Max, and I think he can too tonight. I think it's and still. And then we're going to be talking Alex Alexander Volkanovsky, maybe as champ champ as he faces uh, Charles Oliveira, who we talked a little bit earlier. Um, that would be a hell of a fight. It, that's a fight that could very easily happen. Fight that I call Zori too, my friend. That's what that is right there. <laughs> I'll bring some tasty case from Philly too, my friend. That's that's going to be a conversation. Joe champ champ. That's going to be a conversation, man. And I, um, I don't. I, I think I'm with you. I think the champ takes it, but once again, it's one of those guys where it's hard not the not the chip Max. Um, it's gonna be a good fight regardless. But yeah, we got and still Max is in Connor land. I mean, and what I mean by that is he doesn't need the belt. I mean, Max is Max doesn't need the belt to 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 be popular. He doesn't need the belt to make money. He doesn't need the belt to main event things. Max Holloway is a, a huge name in this in this sport for the next you know five or six years at least. I mean, he's only thirty years old still. That's the thing is, you know, Max Holloway is only thirty, but he's been around for a while. But the damage he's taken so much damage uh, in these fights, and it's just how much does he have? And the thing of it is, he's taken a hell of a lot of damage and never been knocked down or knocked out. Yeah, yeah. And you find any fault? 
you know, like I said, we mentioned it earlier. I mean, he fought Poirier, and Poirier realistically, pound for pound, probably has the heaviest hands. He probably hits the hardest. That dude can slug him. And, you know, that was, like I said, that was one of my favorite. We were talking about some of the fights last two and a half years. You know, that's up there for me. Probably top three was uh, was the Poirier Holloway brawl. Um, we'll see what happens on this one. Uh, main event, it's here. Um, we waited all night for it. You know, Israel Adesanya. Now, once again, another fighter that's just pound for pound. Yeah, you know, a damn good fighter. But I'm going to tell you something. That last fight that Adesanya had, he did not look as sharp. Um, one, but he didn't look as sharp. He took some bumps and bruises. He face got banged up a little bit. Uh, and, and then the talk started like, cause you know, he's one of those guys that can come out and dominate. He's got good size. Um, uh, obviously I remember, remembers the fight where he says, I'm prepared to die. Like when you say something like that, I mean, it, it brings something out of you. Um, and that was incredible when he always talks about Joe Rogan, man, that's goosebumps when he said that, you know, what I'm talking about too, when he's up against the cage, I was like, dude, this dude's about to come out crazy. This is another big spread one. Don't remember the exact line, and I don't. Yeah, I have it. actually written it down for our show. I can give it to you. Uh, when I looked at this this morning, it's uh, Izzy minus four ninety, uh, and Jared Karen Cannonier plus three seventy. Do we see? Do we, I said. I mean, it's it's just hard to be Izzy to be honest with you. I mean, it, it's just one of those guys. I mean, what's realistic? I think the big question is like, what's left for for him? It's, so there's. There's only Sean Strickland or Alex Pierre would be left. Uh, you know, like I said, that's the number one title fight. Jared Cannonier's a, I mean, this is a guy who fought at uh, heavyweight at one time and fought at light heavyweight at one time and is now settled in at middleweight. There's only one loss at middleweight, and that's to uh, Robert Whitaker. And Robert Whitaker just pieced him apart. And, and you you know, you're talking about the last easy fight. Well, Robert Whitaker is the second greatest middleweight on the planet. The number one middleweight on the planet is israel adesanya so that's a, the rest of the reason he uh is he looked not so great and is he just gets up he gets up better and when it's a new challenge uh that was the second time he fought robert whitaker if you remember he fought vittori twice and that second fight wasn't that great it was just kind of a boring fight uh you know but when he gets up for fights when he gets up for new guys new challenges you end up on the floor like pablo costa did wondering uh where your wine bottle is so uh, the thing of it is, is Jared can get Jared Cannonier if he can get inside, uh, and you know he might be able to do something. The thing of it is, is you know Jared Cannonier is he he won't be able to get inside because Izzy is the best counter puncher and counter striker in the UFC, hands down. Uh, Jared Cannonier was losing this fight to a, a, a striking fight to Jared uh, Brunson, Derek Brunson. His last last time out, Brunson hurt him, and then it's like Brunson only thought trained for one round and thought the fight was over, and he was gassed going into the second. And Cannonier took advantage. Well, guess what? Izzy's trained to go five, six, seven, eight rounds. I guarantee you, and still have more in the tank. Uh, I just think it's. I mean, I've seen a few people say that Izzy's on upset special. I've seen a few, one or two people pick Jared Cannonier, but you won't find that here. I'm riding with and still tonight. With the champ Izzy, and still, man, what a card we have in store! Now, you know the transition out. Uh, boy, I got one little last question. It's a little friendly conversation. Uh, I brought it up on the screen earlier, but I think it's worth having a conversation. A lot of fans, I'll probably will start commenting in on this one too. Uh, the feeds are blowing up like crazy. The lives are going nuts right now. They're they're, they're fanning my brother. I'm getting a lot of good feedback right now. Well, I appreciate it. Connor versus Masvidal. 
Can it really happen? Um, I'm going to hear your take on this one first, and I'll jump in. We'll go back and forth a little bit. Absolutely, it can, and it should happen. This is the biggest fight the UFC can make. You have the mega power Jorge Jorge Masvidal, and you have the mega power Conor McGregor. Why not? Why not make them, right? This is the two biggest stars in the UFC. Now, the only caveat to that, and a couple years ago when this fight was being talked about, is Dana said that Conor's too small for Jorge. Conor is then sitting at home beefing up, taking all types of shit, uh, whether some, some people will tell you steroids, some people will tell you other things. Can you, can you, I don't mean to cut you off, but can you believe how big he looks right now? Yes, yeah. He looks like you know he's he's looks like he's walking around at two oh five. He looks huge, but like that. He but like when that weight changes and when he fought Nate, he just dude he gets gassed, just gets gassed. But these guys stand up and swing, man. Yeah, they're gonna stand up and swing. They're gonna fight. They're just gonna throw punches. Now, here's the only caveat. Here's what I'm gonna say. This is the reason the UFC doesn't want this to happen. Here, because you have your two biggest stars. Jorge Masvidal has lost his last two fights, been knocked out, or, or, you know, last three fights. I take that back. He's not a three-fight kid. Knocked was, out brutally in one. Well, Usman, that, that was like, I, and, you know, Masvidal is one of those guys, I mean, one of the toughest SOBs around. We know where he came from. He used to do the stuff with Kimbo back in the day before he got a big name. I mean, the guy stands up in brawls. He's, he's, he's a G. He's a G, man. Yeah, never yes. been knocked out when we saw Usman. He was sleeping. Usman slept him big time. Scary. First time in his career. I couldn't believe it. No. Connor, Connor is on a two-fight streak, a losing streak. Got knocked out. I mean, knocked out by Dustin Poirier, and then the injury happened to, uh, in the second Poirier fight. Here's the thing. You got your two biggest stars on both losing streaks. If they both lose, if one of them loses, especially Jorge, his stock will, will go lower. I mean, Connor's always going to have somewhat of a high stock because of who he is. But, I mean, how many more losses can Connor, Connor take? It's better for the sport for Connor to keep winning realistically because so as much as that stock keeps, I mean, he wins one fight, boom. Next thing you know, he's getting a shot, which, I, my opinion, I don't think he deserves. Um, no, I mean, he doesn't deserve a fight, but every champ will fight him because it's the biggest payday they'll ever make. I mean, it's it's all about the money. Here comes the money. Little yes. Shane, little Shane McMahon plug there for you. Got to give a shout out to little Shane McMahon, the little feet here. <laughs> exactly. He was the best, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Man, one of the most exciting guys out there. I, ugh, I mean, we can transition right into that. Uh, no, okay, we will for a second. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we're going to transition right into it, right? Shane McMahon, uh, a little off topic here. We'll, talk, we'll mention him just because we did the little money thing. Uh, there's no more exciting fights and matches. Uh, I was upstairs actually watching a little wrestle with my dad upstairs. Uh, and we used to watch it when we were younger. It's obviously so much more different now. But, man, the Shane McMahon fights when he fought Blackman, when he fought – that was crazy because he took the – he hit, got a hit with the Keno and went right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was uh, – Shane uh, was that, a guy – The current angle one. Oh, yeah, God. where through the glass, where that, that glass was supposed to break about three times and it never did. Back, and it finally did, yeah. The background story, Kurt was like – no, dude, I'm not doing it. Shane was like, effing throw me through it, and it bounced off of his head. He he, he never wanted to uh, be a, a McMahon by name, right? Like, he wanted to stand alone. At, like, I'm not doing this because it's my dad's company. I'm doing it because I love to do it. And he took the biggest risk of all risk every time out. I think he was probably the, like, of all time. Like, he took the biggest risk ever. Like, dude, the hell is that? Like, oh, my God. Shane, Shane McMahon. This, 
a little off topic, but we're gonna give a little shout out to Shado back. Funny, <laughs> he's incredible. But you know, so at the, the, the end of the little convo, do you think this fight does happen? Do you think this can happen? I mean, the, I I don't know. I mean, it just I I hope it does. I'm I think I'm probably. You know, a, a month ago when I thought about it, at first I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to be, you know, I was about 80% happen. Now I'm probably like 60, 40 it happens, 40% it don't happen because Dana White doesn't seem to be behind it because of the fact that I said, like I said, he'll lose a star out of this, you know, uh, when he could continue to run out Jorge Masvidal and somebody else and Jorge knocks him out and continues his his rise where you have these two big stars and that, that would, you know, they would lose one. I want to see it. I know you want to see it. How can you not want to see it? Um, only time will tell. I mean, it can't be too, too much longer, but we'll, but we will uh, we will have to see. Um, this has been incredible. Um, the, the man, the myth, the legend, the knowledge king, the pocket show. One more time, hit us with it. Where can we find you? You're obviously going to be tweeting out live tonight. I'm going to be tweeting out there right with you. We're going to be at each other left and right talking. You never know. You might find Frank the Tank on one of your shows doing a little post game later on. You just never know what could happen. Tell the fans one more time. Where can we find you, man? What do we got going on? Uh, absolutely. Uh, again, you can find me on YouTube. It's just called The Bodkin Show. Uh, check the plug right behind me. It's spelled just like that. Uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Again, we'll be doing our UFC uh, post show tomorrow morning at uh, 6, 30, 7, 30, 7 o'clock Central Time Zone. I live in Missouri, so we're Central Time Zone. So uh, I know you got a big East Coast following. So that's even probably better for you guys uh, since it's going to be a late night if you're sticking up, staying up, watching all the UFC. But uh, get up, Joy, Joy, drink some coffee with us, have a few laughs. Uh, again, uh, we'll have we have weekly shows. Uh, I'm on some other different programs. I also plug those. Uh, Let's Talk Sports. If you haven't followed them, I'm on there. I have a weekly show with uh, Let's Talk Sports and the Sports Buffoons. I'm on their show every Monday as well. So uh, plug their guys, those guys as well. Uh, I'll be on Twitter. It's Bodkins underscore Nick. Uh, I'll be tweeting pretty much uh, my thoughts on tonight's uh, UFC events. So, um, you know, I'm going to drink some beer and smoke some cigars and watch the fights on my back deck tonight. That a boy, love your style. I love your style. It sounds like me, right up my alley. Uh, Andy Mendoza, a good friend of mine, great show tonight. Andy's a guy uh, out in Texas. Guys, a little show some support from Texas. Andy, love you, brother. I'm talking to you. That's gonna do it for Frank the Tank here tonight, guys. We had a great guest. Can't. I mean, you're gonna be seeing a lot of live action on Twitter from the both of us. Um, and I'll be putting those plugs out there. And obviously, thanking my brother. Uh, we're gonna send him out. And we're gonna close it down, guys. The tank is out once again. Just see you Thanks, next Frank. Time. Absolutely.